0: Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the dog bible, everything your dog wants you to know, as well as the cat bible, everything your cat expects you to know. This episode features one of the three guests who were part of my weekly hour-long NPR show, broadcast over the air every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island where it is broadcast continuously for 15 years. This show is about dogs, cats, and other creatures who share the planet with us. Please check out my other Pet Talk podcasts at tracyhotchnerpets.com. I'm also the founder and director of the annual New York Dog Film Festival, which travels the country supporting local animal welfare groups after a New York City premiere every October, alongside my annual New York Cat Film Festival brought to you by Dr. Elsie's. This show would not be possible without the longtime support of Waruva, the pet food company founded and privately run by David Foreman, who named it after his rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa. Waruva is a quirky name for a company with whimsical names for the dozens of different cans and pouches of cat food they make. But what sets them apart is how serious David is about high-quality nutrition. They were the first pet food company to use human edible ingredients and process them in the same facilities that make human food, remaining privately owned and run, accountable only to their own high standards. This show was also made possible with the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian. He personally created many styles of litter to make sure that even the fussiest cats would not have out-of-litter box problems, the number one reason people abandon their cats. Dr. Elsie also created his own brand of cat food called Clean Protein, the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. I'm also grateful to Earth Animal, which is privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, where they create holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Earth Animal makes a dazzling array of healing products for dogs and cats, as well as the innovative dog chew, no hide, and the hybrid dry food, Wisdom, which is sometimes all that my picky Weimaran or Maisie will eat. I have Annie Phoenix back, the wonderful dog trainer, whose book, Positive Training for Aggressive and Reactive Dogs, is unfortunately needed by way too many people who don't understand that their dog is aggressive and reactive and can do great harm to people and particularly other dogs. Annie, I'm so glad you could come back and we could talk about this horrifying article that made a big splash in the New York Times about a quaint French bookstore upper east side of Manhattan where they sell children's books in French. Could anything be more twee, I ask you? But what did the woman who owned the store have hidden behind the quaint old-fashioned door? A pack of killer dogs. They were killing, trying to kill, and then succeeding in killing small dogs in the neighborhood who happened to be going about their business, Annie, what do we what do we learn from this? Because there was no legal recourse for the people whose dogs were mauled and also no protection for unwitting passerbys. What do right. we what do we learn from that article? And I will put a link to it, although if you guys don't subscribe to the Times, you won't there's probably a firewall. But I've basically yeah. encapsulated it. It was many attacks on many people with smaller dogs as they walked down the sidewalk minding their own business, and one gal in particular her two year old beloved little poodle was mauled to death.
1: Right. The dog the white dog, which the owner named Psycho, which is a kind of a indication that the owner understood something was not right with that dog yes. mentally. A white um, shepherd broke the dog's broke the dog's back right in front of the owner. So the dog had it the poor dog, had. A, that's so traumatic. And then trauma trauma for the owners, trauma for anyone who saw that. Like lifelong trauma. That's like your child dying in front of you if you love dogs to the degree that we do. Yes. Um, and that wasn't the first. The article said, got in touch with others that the dogs had threatened. A key to me as a trainer is the owner, who was very defiant, said that and saw nothing really wrong with it. And threw her hands up the situation, said the dogs lived in the basement. So you have... These strong, again, German Shepherd dogs, we bred them to be wary of strangers and to be defensive guardian dogs, live in the basement. That's not socialization. Correct. That's not proper life for a dog. That I hold on the owner. That Just that little, you know, dog trainers pick up on stuff. Like, you you're right. live in a basement. You're absolutely right. And why did you call him psycho? Why is it out without a muzzle? That all goes back to the owner and to me a sense of self entitlement or just frank ignorance and willful ignorance she knows she has big strong dogs for a reason she didn't have the poodle they were all german shepherd
0: right or that one was a shepherd mix There was a picture i think there were four of them
1: yeah so this is all on the breeders who breed these dogs and then give them to inappropriate homes or sell them more likely and then this this person sounds totally out of her element and did not need that kind of dog she knew that this was happening. And I find that over and over and over in stories and of my news stories in my clients, this is not the first time that, that a dog has, has been bitten until it escalates and it makes the New York times or your local paper or your local evening news over and over and over. And because dogs are property in most States and nothing more, what can you sue for the price of the dog?
0: Well, in fact, I mean, that's the books, about it. yeah, the, you're, you're absolutely right. The bookstore owner, um, Covered the vet bills for the other three dogs that were attacked and not to death, but attacked, requiring surgery, stitches, what have you. She covered the vet bills. Well, bully for you, lady. You've you've got these animals that now you've kept in the basement. Anyone who's kept animals knows that if you keep animals, a horse, a a a donkey, a you know cats or dogs away from people. So they don't interact on a regular basis with people and see them. You take them out of this sequestered place with no windows, and they're going to be much more reactive. And as the title of your book is Positive Training for Aggressive and Reactive Dogs, a dog who's been kept cloistered and already has the proclivity to be a guardian, if you will, is going to act inappropriately. I think another part of this is if you have multiple dogs, I think a lot of people have more than one dog. I haven't had just one dog since not even as a child. We had a Bedlington who was horrible attacker of other male dogs in the days when dogs weren't neutered. And he was just a ferocious, gorgeous little lamb looking Bedlington Terrier. And we were half the time in New York, half the time in Connecticut. And when you walked him, on a leash, which you had to do multiple times a day, you crossed the street when you saw other dogs. He would latch onto their throat. I didn't know any better. I was a kid. Apparently my parents didn't either. And you felt really bad and, and you paid for the vet bill, but you never let that dog out in that situation. He was loose when he got this one dog in the country. You never let them have that freedom again because they're dangerous. But Really, if they do it once, Annie, is it pretty guaranteed they'll do it again? And you have to change the environment. You have to change the equipment. Yes. They should be muzzled. Yes. I mean, there's must be lots of uh, lots of boxes to tick. Dog attacked yes. other dogs once. Anyone who's heard a dog fight or had their own dog attacked yes. or do the attacking, you tremble from head to foot. Your body is yes. just flooded with adrenaline. It's terrifying. Why would you ever run the risk of having it happen again? And yet, as you say, people, I've had veterinary friends who've been bitten and they'd said about a new client dog that came in, is the dog fine? Oh, yes, the dog's fine. Never, never, never shown any aggression. Bites the vet. My friend, Lorna, back in, Laura, back in East Hampton. And they said, oh, she hasn't done that in a long time. It's like, what? 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 How yeah. irresponsible can you be? Hasn't done it in a long time and you already lied and said the dog was fine. Why are people yeah. in this denial? If you have a dog that will bite people or other dogs, you are—you have to do something about it. There's no like, oh, it was probably, and then fill in the blank. They had a bad childhood. Right. They had a bad day. Right. The <laughs> sun was in their eyes. Oh, I had the yeah. leash too tight, right? I mean, how many of us have dogs had- that don't attack other dogs?
1: Yes, and we have to remember dogs are predators, period. They're not prey animals. Yes. They don't, they don't, well, some dogs will run. <laughs> but in general, particularly big, strong dogs that we bred to be guardian dogs, they, they are predators and can be predators. It's like owners have problems on walks with dogs spotting a squirrel. You know, and going crazy, and they lose they lose control of the dog, and the dog's mind is gone. It's like the brain says, "Get the squirrel, get the squirrel, get the squirrel." Some dogs say see other dogs and say kill that dog. My brain is saying to kill that dog, so that that dog is more interpretation than than fear, because many dogs we say are not really aggressive; it's fear based and self protection based, and um, these dogs that are killing, like one bite. One fight where another dog is injured, and that's, it does. It sounds terrible when dogs are fighting. Horrible. Um, even, if, even if no one is, has put their teeth into the other dog, it sounds like they're both going to die. That's right. Um, and then humans stick their hands in there and they get bitten. But one bite where, where your dog harms another dog, that should be an immediate go to a professional trainer, go to a veterinary behaviorist, do not pass go. It will not get better on its own. That's not a case of dogs being dogs and just working it out. That is a dog... Who is willing to harm another dog? And the bigger the dog, the more damage it can do. To and this is exactly what happened. It was a small dog that had no chance, and I, my heart breaks for that owner and for that dog. It is completely unfair, completely unnecessary, and it happens over and over and over. I have a, I get news stories um, from a Google alert of dog attacks and dog maulings because I want to see what happened and try to learn from it as yes. much as I can. And it's I, and like every other week, it makes a news story, like people are being killed by dogs and dogs are being killed by dogs. And that is not how it's supposed to be. Dogs are fundamentally as stressed and as kind of emotionally damaged as we are. They reflect us. And, and also, they, the
0: yes. And they also learn from their own experience. There's two things I want to discuss. Um, one is pit bulls as a breed and the other is the idea of a pack of dogs behaving differently than a singleton yeah. dog. But I want to talk about a, a situation that I didn't feel marked my dog Wanda as dangerous. If a dog, another dog goes after your dog, and your dog defends herself by going back at that dog, I'm gonna. I think that's a gray area. So I always let my. We have a quarter of a mile long uh, driveway in Vermont that leads to the house, and I always let the dogs out at the beginning of that driveway, which borders the driveway of the only neighbor. Everyone's on 10 acres or 12 acres, but the, the two driveways happened to be parallel for a while. The neighbor who had only had two mellow Labrador retrievers in his whole life knew absolutely nothing about dog training, no matter how many things I might gently try to point out to him, had adopted a Rhodesian Ridgeback of about six or eight years old that had – I mean, it's so traumatic for the dog, had lived for some period of time in, the, in a house with an old man who had died that was her only owner, and she was totally unsocialized. So this neighbor says, oh, I'll take her in, knows nothing about how to handle dogs. And this dog was like a radar missile when she saw my dogs on my driveway without any warning with nothing. She came at high speed. Ridgebacks are hunting dogs. And mm-hmm. went after my dogs, who I, t- I quickly reopened the back of my car, got my dogs to jump back in. Good girls that they are. This dog came up into the car. Wanda turned around and drove her out of the car and drove her away. In the, in the, in the ensuing moment, she had a bite on the butt of this dog. And I said, good girl, Wanda. You defended mm-hmm. yourself. That dog was going to be mm-hmm. in the car, right? So the neighbor, of course, thought that my dog had attacked his dog because he saw the whole thing but didn't understand what he was seeing. The dog was chasing my dog back into her own car. Right. But ever since then, when she sees dogs, she thinks she has to drive them away. Why wouldn't they come after her? My solution mm-hmm. has been, because they're loose and we don't do leashes because we're country people, we simply, if I see her freeze, which is what she'll do, I look to see what she's seen. If she's seen other dogs, which is rare, before I did, we turn and go the other way. I have her on complete voice control. I go, that's it. Leave it. Come on. Let's go. And I turn around and we go the opposite direction. And it works. But if I lived in a city with leashes, it would be darn tricky. If a dog had gone after her and that was her reaction was to go back at the dog, I say, good on you, Wanda. I don't want to see my Weimar shredded, right? But that's tricky. When your dog has been a victim, then what? Yep. Now, have they become right. an aggressive dog out of right. fear? Very,
1: yes. They can be reactive from that one incident. Exactly. Because they don't know if they're going to live or die in that moment. That's right. And um, a Ridgeback is a, a very powerful oh, yeah. lion hunting yes, dog. Yes, it most certainly um, is. And does, should not be loose. That dog should not be loose, especially considering it was unsocialized. Agreed. And that one incident, um, that, that's horrific. And I will say to listeners, I'm in Utah where it's legal. I either have bear spray on my hip or police-grade mace, also legal, for this exact reason, walking in public, hiking in public. Because in public, to me, and you're on your own property in a rural community – it's not when it's if some one of these dogs is uncontrolled well off leashed mm-hmm. will come after your dog and it and it only takes one, we call it a one time learning event, yeah. like something so traumatic happens yeah. to you like I don't like spiders That's funny. <laughs> and I can explain why, um, but it many people have met. that phobia yeah, I put a sweater on one winter morning and I felt something on my neck and I swung at it and it flung it, and I saw it, and I swear it was a brown recluse on my neck, and so that just The heightened, and if it had bitten me, forget it. Well, I probably wouldn't still be here. It bit me on the neck. That's right. But so dogs can have that one-time learning experience that is so scary to them, and then they become hypervigilant like your dog. Exactly. you now. Scanning, Mm -hmm. scanning, scanning, scanning. But you have a positive reinforcement. Let's just go. Let's just get the heck out of here. I figured that out. And,
0: And she was willing to not, because she understood that the choice was, run it drive it away now this scary thing approaching or never mind mom says let's we're going to go another way so now I'm not in jeopardy you have to know your own dog's personality just to finish up if pit bulls originally were bred to fight other dogs and I know many many people who have beloved pit bulls who are their companions and get along wonderfully with their cats their children and their other dogs and people I also know quite a few people whose dogs have been killed by the neighbor pit bull who, when he got loose, killed their smaller dog, killed them dead, just like that, like it was a squirrel. What is your feeling about dogs bred to fight?
1: Yeah, I also had no many lovely pit bulls and I would love to have a pit bull, but I think you do have to be careful because it is a fact. And still to this day, there are fighting Bred dogs, oh yeah, that are illegal, but they still do it because it's money. It's big bucks. I worked with several of them in Durango because they there were popular um, drug dealing, whatever you want to say, that had these dogs for yes, or paid to fight them. And I worked with some that, uh, particularly a, a beautiful gray one that a young college student rescued. Um, she was dating a boy at the time and she saw them and they, she knew that it was a fighting dog. She, by the time the dog grew to 80 pounds of pure muscle, she couldn't walk the dog down the street because, and this is just one dog and one example, of the dog might have turned out to be a bait dog. <laughs> right, right. But I used the fake Rottweiler um, and the muzzle fell off my fake Rottweiler, which could happen. And from a distance, we're not trying to agitate the dog. We're just trying to take the temperature where the dog is. So the dog tried to kill, destroy the fake Rottweiler. When you say um, fake, you put, mean a stuffed animal made to look like yeah. a Rottweiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I put the dog, this is what, because this, this dog's brain and chemistry says, Attack! 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 Which is different from a pet dog and a pet pit bull. Um, I put the dog behind a door, a heavy wooden door, and the dog tried to go through the door. Like he could, she could not forget that the fake Rottweiler was behind the door. And I'm like, this, and it was a small young woman. I'm like, you cannot walk this dog. This is not safe no matter what you put on this dog, she is stronger than you. And that drive is in her and I cannot remove the dog. The best training in the world cannot remove right. that drive. And at that is a fighting bred dog. you You can find those that are gentle for sure. Just like those German Shepherds that... Don't want to bite anybody and don't want to protect your house. That's right. B- border collies that don't like sheep. It happens. <laughs> but that's not what their genetic coding is about, and that's not what we've into to them. So I do thank you. I love pit bulls. Don't send me hate mail. About There's it. no hate mail. But, We're trying
0: to talk truth and not yes. be politically correct. There are breed-specific behaviors, and you have yes. to know the individual dog, and you can have a owner who's a mush who is triggered by one bad event to become a dog hunter. So just be alert, folks. And and just to wrap up, because we've run out of time, we hope that the woman with the French bookstore who apparently this hurt her business, which, oh, dear, how heartbreaking not, uh, was considering maybe she should do something about the White Shepherd psycho. Hmm. She wasn't sure, though. She was going to think about it. Guys, it's pretty clear that there's some dogs that just don't belong in social situations, meaning your home or your store. And- you got to face the truth before something really dreadful happens to somebody else. So we want to make sure you can be as honest as possible about your own pets and be on alert for other people who aren't that responsible. Right, Annie?
1: Yes, 100%.
0: Thank you so much for sharing the conversation with me. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the show. There's a few more special companies that make the show possible, and I hope you'll try their products because they support my mission to entertain you with valuable information and advice. I want to thank Wonderside, founded by a woman entrepreneur who discovered an effective natural way of using plant-powered products to repel fleas, ticks, and other parasites on our pets instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them wonderside makes it possible to protect your pets children and property without the chemicals that could be harmful to all of us the show is also underwritten by evermore pet food privately owned by two dedicated women who take human edible ethically sourced ingredients and gently cook dog food that is then frozen in pouches and shipped right to your door they founded and run their own company and answer only to their own high standards Finally, we're supported by Magic Fabric Pet Throws, developed by a husband-wife team whose expertise in the textile industry solved the problem of their big, hairy dog, Molly, who got on the couch in bed with them, despite her wet fur, muddy paws, and shedding. Sound familiar? They created machine-washable Magic Fabric Pet Throws to trap pet hair, dirt, and moisture, letting you enjoy dog and cat cuddle time without sacrificing your clothes, furniture, or decor. You can buy direct from the creators at magicfabric.com.